Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is The Trek-In, a weekly-ish podcast talking all things Star Trek. This week we're discussing Star Trek Discovery Season 4, Episode 4, All is Possible. So let's get into it with the recap. Tilly and Adira lead a team of Starfleet Academy cadets on a training mission that, that takes on a dangerous turn. Meanwhile, Burnham and Saru are pulled into tense negotiations on Navarre. On Discovery, Book works through his trauma in therapy with Culber. There was a lot of boom in this episode, but all a lot of mental boom. Um, we could we could begin by just go through the process in chronological order. With that. So I could say something nice like, I like the NX snow globe. That was lovely. And we got a start date. We got a captain's log opening. We haven't had one of those in... Ever in this show, really? Yeah, it's like ever? I don't think we ever got one in this show. If there was, it might have been like, uh, you know, Philippa Giorgio in like the first episode um, for for uh, the Shenzo. So I, I have no real recollection of an actual star date, star log in this show at all. So that was nice. That was really, really nice. I like it. And again, we're doing we're doing three. We have got an A plot, a B plot and even like a C plot. Mm-hmm. We have separate storylines happening. I like the format that they're doing. It's giving everybody a chance to like get seen and have separate storylines, so it doesn't all get forced or fudged in there. Um, I think that's a that's a brilliant way. This this to me so far has been my favorite episode of the season. Yeah, I would agree with that. That being said, I still have a lot of things to say about it. I mean, like, but I will, I will, I will continue with the good things if you'd like. Um, like, I love Counselor Cobra even more in this like this this really solidified all that he is such a good counselor he is he's like a useful beverly crusher and diana in one i really dig the the whole book thing was was beautiful them getting to know each other him getting to know each more members of the crew i think is great and as a way to go through his trauma that's it's a nice way to kind of kill two birds with one stone he's getting to know everybody he got to know stamets and now he's 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 getting to know the doctor in a nice personal way um and I, but I would like to see more of the bridge crew um, and not just the same three or four characters. But the whole the whole grief session, the whole trauma of book was handled beautifully. Like, I really like I love it so much. The whole process is about as real as it gets. Like book isn't being extremely irrational like he was in that first episode of trauma. Um, he, he's he's being real about his grief and, and what he's what's truly missing from this whole experience that Cobra's trying to do for him. Um, he's just, and Cobra's just trying to simplify the process, you know, and, and show him you can, you can mourn in different ways. It doesn't have to be the exact, but you just have to be true to it. And I just love the way that whole came about. It was all beautiful. I have no notes on that, but I can, I can go back to yelling about Tilly and Burnham from here on out. Uh, let's talk about a few other things first. Did you catch the bartender in the new forward lounge? No, I did not. It's a Ferengi. Did they get a Ferengi transfer? Oh, we got an actual Ferengi bartender. Maybe it'll be like a descendant of Quark in the end. That'd be cute. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're ever actually going to get to like actually talk to this character, but in the background, cool, good. That's nice, okay. We got a little bit more Kovich. Like three seconds of Kovich. And I feel like putting Kovich in that scene does two things. One, it makes him basic, or it, it made me think that there's something wrong with this whole thing. Like there's something set up about the whole accident that would happen. Like there was like a, 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 
a test or something. I don't know. There was just something weird in the fact that Kovic is behind it. And maybe it's just me being sus about him in general. Like, is he section 31? And he even said, like, well, that's why they they asked me to come in and, and oversee things. Like, oversee what? Yeah, the, he, the, he used the word consult. Yeah, consult. So he's consulting for Star Trek. Okay. For, for, uh, for Starfleet. For Star, well, for Star Trek, actually. I mean, yeah, he's consulting for Star Trek, too. Uh, also, he was referred to as a doctor in this episode, which I don't think we knew before. No, that was new. That was new. Uh-huh. But doctor doesn't necessarily mean anything. It could mean a great deal of many things. He just got his doctorate. So He could, he could be the doctor. He could be the doctor. Oh, that'd be amazing. Like, I am just the new version of the holographic doctor now. No, no. I mean, he's the doctor from Doctor Who. It's the crossover I've I've been waiting for. There's so many doctors in in sci-fi. We have to be specific here now. Um, I'd watch David Cronenberg fly around in his TARDIS, and I'd watch him as a holographic doctor who just looks a little bit differently than he did on Voyager. So either way, uh, it I'd felt be- like it felt like Kovic and Tilly weren't in the same room though in that scene that they were both in together. They're both using their version of the volume, and that's the I think that's the problem with the volume is especially the way they're using it here. I don't know whether they have a smaller version of it or whatever, but they're just using it for tight dialogue croppings and it just looked very forced. It just looked very strict. I felt very, you're, you're meant to feel like this open aired, you know, beauty with it. Cause you could see all this depth of field of action behind you. But it, to me, it, it seems very constraining the way they're using it. And maybe the director just isn't used to it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to use it. It's there. Whatever. Put this shit up on screen. And we'll film the the over-the-shoulder shots. And that's all it was. It was just basic over-the-shoulder coverage. Um, and so it, I think they're just getting used to it. I'm not really going to fault them for that or a director being like, I've never used anything like this before. Let's, let's just see it. But it did feel a little weird, in, in, especially in the hangar scenes. Anything else nice you want to talk about? I am always here for more Saru and Tarina flirting scenes. How many times did you say, ooh, when they were on screen? Several. Like, he got that... He got that tea at the beginning, and then they were meditating with each other. And then at the end, she was like, oh, yeah, let's go have some tea. More tea. Yeah. He wants more tea. Yeah, you know what tea means. It means tea, Rena. Yeah, tea. He's going to get that tea. He's going to get that tea. She's going to spill it all over him. <laughs> Poor Saru. He's, he doesn't know what he's getting into. Vulcans, they're, they're so logical in the bedroom. <laughs> Hopefully that means open communication. Oh, wait, they're also politicians, so no open communication. Hence this episode. What is a Vulcan orgasm like? You're going to have to ask a Vulcan. Probably very controlled. Extremely controlled. Fascinating. All right, go on. Rant away. I know you've got something. No, it's, you know, it's it's just the fact that this whole, this whole, I mean, let's, okay. I'll, I will start to put the political stuff first. So give me, give me a second. I just got to make sure it's all here. Um the whole I get the whole thing's a ruse and the whole thing is meant to show like politics is complicated and yada 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 but it just it all seems so fucking convenient I still don't like the president uh I like I like Tarina but and I, I get the whole point of this episode was like the politicians had no power because they have to get their conservative they have to undermine their conservative support that's that's what I got from it because they they need these voices of 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 um xenophobia to be content to be able to leave at any point they want so they they made sure tarina was like we need to do this otherwise we're not going to support you also they needed an out to save face yes to save face well in case something went wrong and they were going to hold the federation accountable for apparently every planetary emergency universe and i get like you should because at this point it does one every every three months right 
but they should just trust that Burnham will go with it. And that and then and that leads me to my biggest gripe with the whole thing. Again, Burnham interjects herself into the situation and like she is literally putting herself in a whole new committee to be this like bridge between the two races in all in all federation uh recruit member scenarios right that's that's what we got from that like she's going to be on this committee to allow for negotiation between federation members as they enter this process right that's that's it uh yeah it's like an independent oversight committee that will i guess review like Mem- with member worlds to see if they are happy with everything they need we go conduct surveys are you satisfied being a member of the federation i guess so and either they're going to drop the storyboard the storyline from 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 the thing like really quickly we're never going to hear about it again or like we're setting burning them up to be like gaining popularity in the lands rod and eventually the federation president who i don't like is going to be like i'm jealous so we i'm going to give her the spice melange contract and we're going to take her out you know it's like i just feel like it's setting up burnham to be gunning for the president's seat i mean you know you made that suggestion as a joke a couple episodes ago and you might be right i don't know like because all this is going to do is if she does her job right, everyone's going to be all like, oh, we love Burnham. Burnham's amazing. And Daddy Vance is going to eventually be like, I support Burnham because the writers are making me do it. Um, and it's eventually, I feel like that's how the show's going to go. It's going to be President Burnham of the Federation. And then she's going to look out into the universe at the end of the episode and be like, I'm coming for you, God. You're next. I, I will say that I... I am on record as not really enjoying it when the solution of every episode is Michael. Michael Burnham, always. Vote Burnham. (laughs) But, but, but. She is in a unique position as a citizen of Navarre and also, like, in being in Starfleet and working with the Federation. So it makes sense. There's actually a plot reason why she would be an important person to have on an independent like review committee for this one for this situation only but that's not what this is this is for all situations this is this is for every situation now she is putting herself in the position of complete and total like oversight well, it's not like she's going to be the only person in this committee one would assume but alex kurtzman Alex Kurtzman is just going to make a bunch of Burnhams or people who are less than Burnhams or she'll just pick from her own crew. Oh, Burnham gets to pick the committee. Let's get Tilly back. Yeah, let's talk about that. Before we talk about that, do you want to talk about the the, the actual plot itself? Which I felt, I mean, it was meant as an homage to TOS episode Galileo 7. I I, I get that. And as an homage, it it was cute, but it's done in a Kurtzman way. So I'm not entirely a fan of anything that happened in this storyline we're talking about the cadet, the cadet storyline the cadet storyline i'm not a f- i like i i love the stories i like the story i like the characters i think they were for who they were i would have liked more and for them to be written better i just it bothered me so hard the way everyone acted and i get that's kind of the point of the episode but it doesn't make any sense to be sent on a mission if everyone's still acting like morons like, you don't send them on, like, missions like that, especially if it's, okay, it's an accident. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a mission. They were just going to go, like, go to a rocky moon and walk and around a little bit. And some shit. Yeah, and yeah. this is what happened. But it, even Tilly was acting horrible. I don't, I, I wouldn't have given her a job to teach anyone after this. And is it just me as, like, Adira with, not acting like someone with 
800 years of experience. They, they oh, are she's totally like, not. She's act, They are acting like a brat. I feel like they are completely acting like a brat, not an 800-year-old trill. Well, she's not a trill. I know that. But still, if you have those experiences and those memories, Jedzia would never have behaved that way. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But she's also like 19 or whatever. And I don't know. Get, just gaining all those memories doesn't make you a different person. No, exactly. it, actually, it does make you a different person. You're neither one or the other. It changes who you are. We saw that in various Star Trek episodes in Deep Space Nine. Um, the episode with uh, the guy who literally took over the entire station so he could have the memories. He became a different person the moment he was joined because all those experiences changes who you are, regardless of, of huh. that. Well, Star Trek forgot about that. Apparently, Star- well, Kurtzman Star Trek has forgotten about all of that. But that's the whole point. Jadzia, um, Ezri, all the Trill that we've seen who have been joined are irrevocably changed during the time of joining. And like, it doesn't make them exactly who they were before. Ezri is not Jadzia. Because it's a combination of everything that exists, it they became a different person. I also think I also think that they probably handled becoming joined a bit differently because they were already adults, like independent, fully developed beings before they became joined. Like Adira was basically a child, so I I feel like there's a decent amount of leeway there. I don't think that much leeway to be still just behaving like a thirteen year old child. Adira is just a brat. I'm really not liking the character that the, the way they're writing the character, and this this is a writer's problem. And it's really just this season because they weren't they weren't a brat last season. No, they weren't before. I'm, I, I, that's why I put it. I'm just I'm not the way they are treating that character. I am not. I'm not liking them, and I I don't like that. I'm not liking them because I love the concept of the trill and the abilities that and the memories and the potential that this character had at the beginning. But it's not there. It's just like. Every single time Adira opens their mouth, it comes out as um, an anecdote and not an actual like piece of wisdom. It's like you're reading from a Wikipedia entry. You're like, oh, I remember this reference from another show. Like, there was a lot of times I just said, shut up, Adira. Like, just, just stop. You're not helping. They are as equally immature as the rest of those cadets. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have as much of a problem with that as you do. I just, it's a trill, or a, a joined being like that should behave like they have 800 years of experience and that is not any of that i get like it would be an interesting dichotomy to have that experience and still be immature but they're not writing it that way either they just don't know how this whoever this season writers are do not know how to write a trail character that's my issue with that um the whole the whole ice planet storyline from the lightning to the way they filmed it like Okay, we got to go. We got to go. All right, everybody, let's stand around and have a couple of speeches. Then we'll get back to it. Like stuff like that just took me out of it. I did like those cadet characters. Though. I love the cadet characters. I, I, I think they're great. I want more stories on all of them in their own series far away from the writers of this particular show. Can we talk about Tilly now? Yes, we can talk about Tilly now. I'm going to miss her a lot. Is, is Mary Wiseman actually leaving the show? So this this is what I gathered from all my research. Because once it happened, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is Mary leaving the show? And there's a lot of uh, press, you know, like from the creators stuff saying, oh, she's still in the universe. Don't worry. You're going to probably see her before the end of the season again. It's like that is just weird. Like the way they say that is so specifically like, don't worry, she's not gone forever kind of thing and it's a little too early in the season to be pulling like a saru where maybe she had to leave for 
family emergency or medical things or whatever it is. There's something behind the scenes that's causing it because it's so much just like there. You know, Mary Wiseman went on to say, like, I'm not gone. Don't worry. I'm still in the universe. And they're all saying it very specifically that there's that she's still in the universe. They didn't kill her off. Yeah. Like that. She'll be back at some shipped point. Shipped her off. But yeah, it is kind of like we just got Saru back and now it's like, oh, OK, well, we're losing Tilly. And I I, I don't know. I, I enjoy her being on the crew. So me too. And like, regardless of how the writers write her, because I mean, again, this episode, I did not like at all the way they wrote her. Um, with the scenarios that they put her in, but I will miss her being inappropriately used throughout the show in in that in those ways. I do like her levity. I do like her character. I like what she represents. I like the actress. I'm going to miss because who else do we have to have that kind of an energy about them in the show? There's no one who remotely comes close to that kind of just soft sweetness. Reese, we need Lieutenant Reese. <laughs> Yeah, that goes into my other thing. Like, I, I love these characters, like, that we're getting. But I, I just, and I always said it before, but I, I want more of the bridge crew. I would like, I would like characters. I would like the show to revolve a little bit around the bridge crew. Just a little bit. Where's our Reese standalone episode? Where's where's our Owo and Detmer subplot? Yeah, just give us a little bit of that, please. Like, that would make me so happy. The fact that we're getting more of these template episodes where they're, we're spl- they're splitting up the arcs is great. But now give us different people. Like, you don't have to follow the same people every episode over and over and over again. Do some episodes without Michael. Yes, please. 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 We beg you. I'm begging you. And I love I love Michael Burnham as a character. Just they rely on her deuce ex machina all the time. Yeah, it, it's gotten better over the years. But, like, the show still feels like the Michael Burnham show and mm-hmm. less, like, the ensemble that it really probably should be. It really needs to be. Really needs to be at this point in time. I will say it's it's definitely better than it was because the first couple of seasons, it was real bad. Yeah, and, and it, it is better. But I feel like it's still, like, all right, who's we all know that Burnham's going to come in and wing her speech it. That's, that's, that's exactly what she did in this episode. Again. Oh, your words are so wise. They're so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get it. Nothing Michael Burnham says could ever be uninspiring. <laughs> she opens her mouth and people write books about it. But overall, you are mostly satisfied with the episode? This episode was... I think if, it, if, if, if Tilly and the cadet stuff wasn't written so badly, I probably would have given this episode like a shining review. Because I really like this episode template-wise, storyline-wise. Uh, the stuff we definitely I got sincerely choked up with the with the with the book Colbert storyline. Also, it was just a nice it was nice to learn a little bit more about Colbert, too. Yeah. Yeah. To get things from his perspective. And also the Navarre storyline, like despite my issue with the with the way Burnham was handled in it. I like the the intrigue of how it just became about politics can't be transparent. Sometimes conservatives are assholes forcing politicians to be untransparent assholes. And so you need someone to come in and play third party you know it's like there's a lot of metaphors there and while it could have been written a little bit better like i i don't fault that like the, the, i could understood it you know it's like a typo that you understand don't overcorrect it it's fine like i understood what you're it was a about. decent attempt at like political intrigue and social commentary around like politics yes exactly in, into it love it mm-hmm. and that's like more star trek that i want and like and if they're learning and they're they're this is just their training wheels to learn how to write science fiction again commentary science fiction then i'm all for it 
this was my favorite episode of the season. But I, I mean, I'm not even going to go into them. I have like literally th- like two pages of notes on every little thing I hated about that ice planet stuff. And it's not. Let's fair. not do that. No, I don't need to do that. I'm not. I'm just. I'm, I'm. I crossed it all out and deleted them because it's just. It's a lot. And I realized, like as I was writing them, like this is just getting petty because it's so annoying that you don't have to make these kind of mistakes. You can give a really good episode without doing these kinds of things. Those are good characters. Like cadets were great characters. I want more on those characters. I I enjoyed the actors, the performances. I wanted more along those lines. And maybe in this case, like it deserved its own full episode without other arcs going on you know like a lower decks episode where tilly wasn't even there make it be like uh, one of those episodes in deep space nine like the valiant episode where it was almost entirely outside of the main cast i think we had nog and jake there that was about it and so the the off the cadets were the ones who had to like get the shit together um but i get this was the episode that they wanted to show that tilly could be a great teacher and a great leader and that's just not what came across. Like what came across is uh, not that, <laughs> not that. All right. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Trek in pod and feel free to send us any questions, concerns, comments, complaints at the Trek in pod at gmail.com until next time. I'm Jason and I'm Joseph. Thank you for listening. And we will trek in with you next week. Hailing the frequencies closed. Good night. <laughs>